This is the Ezra podcast. Pacquiao week. It's not as big as a Pacquiao week as we, you know, we thought we were getting, but it's still a pretty big Pacquiao week. And I think that it's been diminished by the replacement of Earl Spence. But I think that if the Earl Spence thing never happened and you were just getting Pacquiao versus you guys, I think people would have been excited for that fight. I think people are starting to gain the interest in this fight. And I think as the week goes on, we're going to be pretty pumped to see what kind of packet we're going to get. Uh, you guys at this level. And it's just really a good fight and a fight that we wouldn't have been made. And we never would have had the chance to see if Earl Spence wasn't pulled, didn't pull out. And it's just a good fight. It's a good fight and it's a good break for you guys. You have to feel for you guys who had, you know, was stripped of the belt, giving it back to Packer. Then they did the right thing and gave it back to him. And, you know, he was robbed the opportunity to find Spence, which he should have been fighting Spence next. You know, technically, it's okay if Pacquiao was fighting him, but just, you know, he had his argument of saying, I should be fighting Spence next, and now he gets Manny Pacquiao. And he gets a, a great opportunity to get in that fight. But before we get into this fight, let's get some quick notes out of the way, because it's not a busy fight week. You know, it's a big fight week, but it's not a busy fight week. You know, last week we had about five cards. This week we have two, really only one. Let's talk about Spence injury. So Spence injury was confirmed by the um, commission, and... um Durability is going to be a question going forward. Now, people are wondering if the car crash maybe had anything to do with this injury, if this injury was lingering from the car crash. Um, there's no proof of that. We don't have anything. Everything is just, you know, thinking out loud. And, you know, we we can't really go off of that. And that's not how the way it works. And he looked perfectly fine in the Danny Garcia fight. He looked great in the Danny Garcia fight. So we can't say he was diminished or he was less. I'm sorry. Those guys have to go out the window. Now, the, the injury most likely came from sparring. And if, like, I heard someone say that maybe he had, a, a, you know, something slight before and then the sparring made it worse, it still came from sparring. And that sparring is a part of the game. And durability and availability and all that is a part of the game. And that's a skill set and that's a ability and that's a, um, what is it? It's a, um, attribute, you know what I mean? That, that, that makes these guys better. What makes Bernard Hawkins so damn great? So if he doesn't have that to, you know, solidify this run, last, this run of his career where he should be at the absolute best, well, then that's going to go against him. And I can't do what ifs with him. I can't judge his whole thing career off of what ifs and what could have been. It is what it is. So Spence says he's going to be back early next year. I'm going to take him at his word. And people saying, I want him to get a tune up and all that. And he's saying he doesn't want one, then he don't get one. I, I'm not interested in tune ups for anyone. Now, if you want to tune up, then please don't waste a weekend card for me. You know, put that in the undercard of a good fight. But he says he doesn't need one. And Spence has been a man of his word to not need to tune up. And fought tough competition straight out of a car crash. I expect him to fight tough competition right out of, a, you know, this eye injury. And if it's whether it's Manny Pacquiao, whether it's Terrence Crawford, whether it's Ugas. But time's going to tell on Terrence Crawford, on um, Earl Spence's career. And what the car crash took from him. And remember, when we're judging him off of this car crash, he wasn't innocent in the car crash. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a drunk driver hit him. He was drunk and flew out the car. So his his decision-making is affecting his career at this point. We got rumors of AJ Ruiz versus Charles Martin. It's a great fight for AJ Ruiz. Uh, it's a great fight for Charles Martin. It's a great fight for both his PBC. Building up AJ Ruiz. 
giving Charles Martin a chance, it does two things. You know what I mean? It serves two purposes. Charles Martin wants a, a decent fight, a good pay, and AJ Ruiz is looking for all comers, and he wants to uh, continue his career, you know what I mean, with uh, Eddie Reynoso getting better. And this, I think this fight serves all these purposes. If Charles Martin knocks out AJ Ruiz, he's going to get a big fight. If AJ Ruiz knocks out Charles Martin, it's going to set him up for a big fight. Either way, great matchmaking for me. And I think people are critical of this fight or don't think much of it. And they're right to, you know, there's some hype on Charles Martin for after knock, getting the last knockout. Um, you have to look at the opponent. It wasn't a great opponent. Charles Martin has uh, had moments where he looked all right. But, you know, for the most part, he's just, to me, an average heavyweight at this point. But he does have that highlight real knockout. And Adrian Ruiz is building a long back since, they, since you know, really uh, fumbling the Joshua second fight. And this fight right here will, which I would favor him to win just before even looking at it, favor him to win, set him up for a Wilder fight next year. If Wilder were to get a win or even Wilder's coming off a loss, say Wilder comes off a loss or a win, could set up a big fight with him next year, pay-per-view, Adrian Ruiz versus Wilder. Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley were a week out. Of course, I'll be going in big next week on this, but... um. Maybe just the, the you know, obviously this is not a guaranteed win for Jake Paul. This is his toughest fight. But it doesn't mean it be a, it's going to be a hard fight for him, right? It doesn't, um, Jake Paul is, we're not really sure what Jake Paul we're getting. We're not really sure where he's at. It's it's hard to judge his skill level. Uh, it seems, you know, it's, it's been very, against very low competition, but it's very, also very early in his career. And at this point, he could be growing leaps and bounds, Um or he could be stagnant. We don't know. We can't see. It's hard to tell. Tyron Woodley's a experienced fighter. He's not a boxer. I've seen Tyron Woodley trade a wild card. Um, there was nothing extremely impressive about it. He looked like an MMA guy trying to train boxing. Um, kind of stiff. Lack of hip movement. Um, really one shot at a time type of guy. Puts a lot, a lot into his shots. And especially at this point in his career, later in his career, he's been a little gun shy. Um, and just fights in spurts. Saying all that, it could be a very competitive fight. It could be a one-sided fight. It looks like the next opponent, if he if Jake Paul were to win, is a uh, Fury, and that's a you know that's a very good fight. Um, especially if Jake Paul is able to win this pretty convincingly, to test him out against a really good box, uh, not a really good, but but to test him out against a, le- a legit boxer, I would say a legit up-and-coming boxer um, with actual skill. Very interested in this fight. Very interested in that card. Very interested to see how much Jake Paul actually sells pay-per-view-wise and number-wise. Very interested to see um, what Tyron Woodley kind of brings to the table with Jake Paul. Either way, you're going to get a very interesting outcome. If Jake, if Tyron Woodley knocks out Jake Paul or beats Jake Paul or they fight in a very good fight, um, it's just every outcome in this is there's no bad outcome. Uh, you know, even like a boring, sloppy fight, it's still interesting. Like, just that's what that's how you uh, get an interesting fight, right? There's an interesting fight. Even if one-sided or anything, it's just because you don't know what the outcome's going to be. You're curious how it plays out. That's how you prom- a fight should be promoted. That's how fights should be made. I'm curious how this plays out. I'm curious to see how Fury looks and how they set that up going forward, if that is the fight to make. And I'm curious to see if Tyron Woodley wins. Where do they go with him next? You got the Golden Boy TV deal. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about it, especially because, uh, you know, Matchroom. These USA fights are slowing down a little bit. They don't really have anything. They don't look like they have too much of a plan right now going forward with it. It looks like they're definitely going more international. It looks like they're definitely going more Mexico cards, um, English cards. And Golden Boy is 
got some solid fighters and some stars and where they disown goals with them is going to be important. And whether DAZN keeps them or if, you know, Golden Boy and maybe PBC package a deal or there, there's plenty of options here to go with. Also, is ESPN just good with top rank or are they going to, you know, can they bring someone else in or are they looking to bring someone else in? It's all interesting and it's all coming to, you know, every decision that PBC makes going forward and every decision that Golden Boy makes going forward is going to affect their, you know, negotiating at the, how their negotiations go at the table at the end of this year. Something to watch. Now let's get to the fights. So yeah, Manny Pacquiao versus Udenis Ugas. You got Ugas who's Orthodox, Pacquiao who's Southpaw. And, and that is, you know, to me, one of the bigger changes uh, in this fight from a Pacquiao going against another Southpaw is going against an Orthodox fighter in Ugas. And uh, Ugas is kind of flat-footed. Not in a bad way. He's just flat-footed. He's not looking to move over the place. He moves in. He moves in sections. Um, he tries to control the range. And Pacquiao at this point fights f- starting fast, and then he slows down and picks his points as well. And I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this fight. Um, similar, like I was thinking, <laughs> like when two fencers, or even like in a Star Wars, two Jedi's, kind of like when they circle around each other. And then they they go a spurt at each other of like a combo, and then they come back and they kind of circle each other again. I expect that in this fight. I expect that kind of pacing. The pacing in this fight is going to be very interesting, especially because you guys really picks his spots. And Manny early is going to come out, and I think that he's going to land kind of early on you guys because you guys kind of hunches forward. Um, he kind of tries to figure out tries to figure out his timing. Um, you guys kind of shots can be kind of wide. There's kind of a lot of English on his shots. He's got good counters. He's got a decent jab. It's kind of stiff. It's kind of a strong jab. But Pacquiao's jab is very good. I think Pacquiao's jab is the most important punch right now in this part of his career. This His punch, um, Pacquiao's jab will get you off your spot and push you back and allow him to flurry with his combos. Because his fastest combos is when he's be able to sprint forward with them. And Pacquiao still has those sprints. Now Pacquiao going back can get paused. And you guys going backwards can get paused. There's a lot of similarities as not in their style, but in where they want to fight or how they want to fight in a fight. There's similarities into their style. Now, Pacquiao likes to dig to the body. It leaves them open. When you guys dig to the body, it leaves them open. You guys will counter to the body. You guys has, has some pop. He has some pop. And Pacquiao has a lot of pop. We know that. Now, has Pacquiao's power diminished? Maybe not his power, but his precision has. And maybe the rate of punches he's throwing. So before, when he would break someone down, he's hitting you with a lot of powerful shots. And in a row, in a flurry of combos, is just too much. I don't think he hits you with those flurries anymore. He hits you so much spurts and tries to control range. And, you know, Pacquiao's going to tire late in this fight. But you guys doesn't fight at the fast rate. Like that when he was fighting Thurman and Thurman was able to pick it up later in the fight. I don't think you guys, like, you know, he's, it's not going to be picked up at any point. It's kind of going to be the same thing. So I'm curious how that helps Pacquiao especially going late in this fight, to be able to stay consistent with the stamina. The balance is still there for Pacquiao, but it's been two years. Two years we haven't seen him, so we don't know what Pacquiao you're getting. So that's why betting it is is pretty scary, because it's unknown. It's unknown what Pacquiao you're going to get. Now, I, I know what you guys I'm going to get. And I think that if it's, I get the Pacquiao that fought Thurman, I think he beats you guys. I do. But if I think there's any diminishment from that, 
I think you guys can win. And, I, and saying that the Pacquiao that fought Thurman beats you guys doesn't mean that he beats him in a wide margin. No, I still think that's a good fight, but I just think he gets a favorable, um, the fa- the f- favorable moments of that fight. But if he's diminished a little bit, then you guys is going to have some good moments. And I expect there to be some actually wild flurries in this fight. Especially because you guys likes to counter. And he looks to see the opening. And he likes to stay just slightly out of range. And Packer likes to stay just slightly out of range. And who's going to be able to get comfortable and find their range first? And who's going to get off first? And who in those flurries is going to land? And is you guys dipping forward, crouching, going to uh, hurt him in this fight? And is Packer going to hit him on top of the head or the temple and hurt him early? And stagger them early. And late is you guys can be able to pick up the pace and the speed enough to steal those rounds. Is you guys going to, what strategy going to use in this fight? Is he going to push him forward like he did Figueroa? And push him against the ropes and look to get Pacquiao uncomfortable? Kind of similar to Horn, but a little bit more skill that you guys could bring to the table. And is Pacquiao going to look to box or is he going to look to put pressure the whole fight? There's a lot of questions and it's a lot of really unknowns. But I think it's a good fight, and I think it's a hell of a matchup, and I think that it's going to be a very interesting fight. Now, I don't expect it to be all-out war. I don't expect it to be fast-paced, but I expect the moments of action are going to be pretty damn good, and it's going to be, it's going to be those flurries and who could win, and someone's going to land a shot in those flurries. It's going to change the pace of this fight. I think that Manny Pacquiao, if he is what will fought Thurman, is not the same Manny Pacquiao. Is not the, you know, at his best in his prime. Of course not. He's 42 years old, 40 years old. You know what I mean? But if he has that and still has that in the tank, still has that, you know, speed going forward, still has that timing of uh, excellent boxer and an excellent jab, I think that he's going to get enough of those flurries. I think he's going to find his range and be a little bit more, you know, he's going to be the first to strike. In those points where they're staring at each other, I think he's going to be the first to strike. And I think that's going to get him a decision. It's going to get him a lead in this fight. I expect you guys to land some big shots. But I expect you guys to just be coming second a lot in these exchanges. And I think Pacquiao is able to box. More than ever, he's smarter than ever, and he's gonna pick his spots. I do expect this fight to be interesting enough and challenging enough to Pacquiao to make him question whether he wants to go forward in this, uh, come forward, uh, go forward with his career. And I do think that that Earl Spence fight is not a guarantee. A fight that I do think is interesting now, if Pacquiao feels good and wins this fight convincingly, is Javante Tank Davis, and I think that there's gonna be a point. Going forward, we're, we're looking as if Pacquiao's going to either fight Javante Tank Davis or Old Sprints. And Javante Tank makes a lot of sense. That guy's a star as well. And he's actually undersized. And he likes to come forward. I think that that fight has a chance to be a mega fight. Has a chance to be huge. And PBC's going to have to make a choice here. Is who they back on getting Pacquiao if Pacquiao comes back? Because he's going to have choices. He has an option with PBC. PBC doesn't have an option on him. He can go fight Terrence Crawford. I think the Terrence Crawford ship is sailed. I don't believe the money is there for that fight. 
Jaren Crawford's going to be a free agent soon. I don't expect that to happen. I think the Tank and Spence, that's going to be his two options. And it could just be retirement. This is a very good fight. This is a very good uh, matchup. And it's a beautiful opportunity for you guys to win this fight. Get the, get the Spence fight. And if you could pull that off, get the Crawford fight. And flip this whole damn picture on its head. You guys has enough skills to do that. He has enough abilities to be competitive against anybody. I'm not picking him in this fight. I pick Manny a decision. And I just want to see how it plays out going forward. This is an important fight. On the uh, other card we have of the night is uh, Calvin Gastelum. UFC card, Calvin Gastelum versus Jared Cannonier. And uh, Calvin Gastelum, excellent fighter. Has one of my favorite fights of all time versus Style Bender. When he's sharp, when he's, when he's in shape, when he was in his prime, it was, it was tough to beat for anyone. And his timing was excellent. His hands were good. He could take a shot. He can wrestle. He can uh, defensive wrestle, defensive grapple, avoid the takedown. Jerry Cannonier is a very strong fighter, very powerful, straightforward uh, action fighter. Looking, uh, and When I say like he's busy action fighter, I don't mean like he's always constantly striking or like that. But he's just constantly doing something to make the other, the, his opponent react. Make them, you know, he pushes you back, so you got to move. He jabs, he kicks you. He, he's constantly positioning himself to make the other fighter think. And I just think that with Calvin Gastelum, where he is in his career, he's definitely diminishing. He's lost, you know, uh, four of his last five. And Kenny Ayer, you know, has, has been tough guys that Gastelum has lost to. And Kenny Ayer is coming off a loss, but it's to Whitaker, who's, you know, seems better than ever. I expect him to outwork. Uh, Gaslam, Calvin Gaslam in this fight. And this is a style that favors Gaslam. It doesn't favor him in this fight, but I'm saying, like, if he's looking for something he can stay competitive with, this is the kind of fight where Kenny's not going to move all around the cage. He's going to have little movements, but he likes to stay straight and he likes to strike, right? And Calvin Gaslam likes to strike his willings and likes to box, and they're going to be in a boxing range in this fight. But I just think Kenny's going to do the little things. He's going to land leg kick, think he's going to jab, he thinks he's going to be a little more active, and he's just constantly similar to. The pack of you guys fight. He's just constantly gonna have Kevin Gastelum going to coming to second in this fight. I think Kenny is gonna win a decision, and at this weight class, right at middleweight, even though that uh, Kenny lost right to Whitaker, Israel Adesanya is going through people in in a way that if you just stay within the top ten and you stay relevant and you haven't fought uh, Adesanya yet, you will get a shot. So Kennedy, this is a this is a big fight for him, big fight for Kevin Gaslam, who has a remember an interesting fight with Stylebender. And people a rematch that people would like to see, even though he hasn't been the best part of his career, he still has that. He still has that. It's the same as the Nate Diaz with Conor McGregor, where like they could both lose and people are still like, Yeah, I like to see that fight still. I still like to see them fight each other. So it's all about staying relevant in the middleweight division, and it's just all about getting your next win. So this is a big fight and these could be two guys that replace someone to get a title shot. It's that's the way the middleweight division is right now. That's what UFC usually is. Get this win. This is an important fight in the middleweight title picture. Even if it doesn't, you can't really see it right now. That's basically it for the fights this weekend. You know, we get busy weekends, we get slow weekends, but this is a big weekend. Maybe not busy, but it's a big weekend. And I want to see how it plays out. And of course, I'm going to be back here on Sunday. Giving you my opinion of what I saw and how it played out. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Ezra 
podcast. And please check out on YouTube, Straight to Video Podcast, where I'll do Twitter reactions on people's tweets or just, you know, general news of the week. I'll have another one of those posted Friday. Thank you guys for listening.